Welcome, friends. I am Reverend Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for August 19, 2023. Today's Gospel lesson is from Matthew chapter 14, verses 34 to 36. All who come and touch are made well. They crossed the lake and came to land at Gennesaret, where the people recognized Jesus. So they sent for the sick people in all the surrounding country and brought them to Jesus. They begged him to let the sick at least touch the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were made well. Good News Translation Jesus showed up. That's all it took. The very presence of Christ emboldened people to act, and these were not just the religious folk. They were on the other side of the lake, which for us means the other side of the tracks. In other words, the people of Gennesaret were poor and needy, with lots of six persons, as well as spiritually pagan. This wasn't a place that pious people visited. It was far from being a destination vacation spot. But it was just the sort of place that Jesus would visit. It was for people like those at Gennesaret that Christ came. In the previous story of the disciples on the lake during a storm, Jesus walked out on the water to them. When they saw him, they didn't recognize him. But here in today's story, a bunch of people who weren't following Jesus around knew who he was straight away. One of the great ironies of the New Testament Gospels is that Jesus often got a cool reception of unbelief amongst the religious insiders in his own homeland while tending to receive faith from spiritual outsiders in heathen places. Christ initiated a seismic shift and a great transfer of replacing the insiders with the outsiders. This sort of activity was so spiritually scandalous and cataclysmic that it eventually got Jesus killed. Jesus said in Matthew 19.30, Many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. The people of Gennesaret demonstrated their faith by acting on the sight of Jesus amongst them. They sent out others into the surrounding countryside to let them know that Jesus was here. That was all it took for the rural folk to not only come, but to bring all their sick friends and family with them. Belief abounded that this man, Jesus, could do the impossible work of curing and healing. And this is precisely the sort of mentality and heart attitude Jesus was looking for. In telling his parable of the soils, Christ wanted the response of the fourth soil, to not only hear and acknowledge, but to also take the words and ways of God into one's life in such a way that growth and development happens, fruit matures, and a harvest of righteousness, justice, and peace occurs. So Jesus said in response to that parable in Matthew 13, 23, The seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. The most touching thing to me in this short account of Christ encountering the people of Gennesaret 
is that every single person who came to Jesus was made well, without exception. Such was the faith of the people that they neither needed nor expected Jesus to come and lay his hands on them or to even say anything. They simply believed that if they could but touch the fringe of his cloak, healing and wellness would happen. And the people were not just seeking their own betterment, but were concerned for everyone they knew who needed help. Whether there was superstition mingled with the faith is really of no concern here. Just a smidgen of faith in Jesus is potent and powerful enough to affect a complete makeover of a person. Moreover, there wasn't simply individual and isolated instances of wholeness and healing. There was a mass-level miracle, a giant group touch of healing and health. Jesus welcomed them all and allowed all the people to touch. Most of us don't want a bunch of strangers touching us or our clothes at all. That's too weird and creepy and likely makes us uncomfortable. What's more, no respectable person would ever think of touching a rabbi, especially women. That sort of thing was religiously and culturally unacceptable. Another irony we see is that the crossing of purity boundaries and laws which made people ritually impure is turned on its head. Instead, this kind of activity of people touching Christ made the impure folks pure. As something of a rule breaker at heart, I find this reality refreshing. We need a lot more of it. Today's gospel lesson might seem a nice story that happened a very long time ago. We may also believe it doesn't have much to do with us or me today. After all, Jesus is not bodily roaming the countryside today. We don't see mass healings of people. In some places, we rarely see any healing at all from a direct result of faith. So why even talk about this? Why bring it up? Do you just want to get my hopes up only to dash them? Isn't all this stuff pie-in-the-sky thinking anyway? Those are legitimate questions and concerns, and we ought not to disparage or make light of anyone asking them. All of us have likely encountered reaching out in faith without any healing or change of circumstance. Rather than going to one of two extremes, by either berating ourselves for a supposed failure of faith, or of discounting God altogether as a figment of the unenlightened mind, we can take a different approach. The very nature of faith is contact, connection, and care. Faith is up close, relational. It involves touch. Faith is free, yet it is not cheap. Faith always involves a cost, vulnerability, and intimacy. If we ever look for faith from afar, and have no intention of getting up close and personal, so close as to touch the hem of a garment, then that which we seek will forever be elusive to us. I'm not talking about a process or a plan that you can predictably access to get the result you want. Rather, I'm referring to real human contact and relationship that can only happen with being open about needs and wants, 
and is willing to expose one's inner person to the outside world. I'm talking about putting away the false front we put up for others to see and let the true self come out. Yes, it is risky. Yes, it most likely will hurt. And yes, it will lead to healing. When a person goes to a doctor for a pain they cannot get rid of and get a diagnosis of needing surgery to deal with the hurt, we willingly allow the surgeon to create more pain for us by cutting into our body. We allow it because we understand that more pain leads to less pain. And the same is true for our soul, our broken hearts, our damaged emotions, our racing thoughts, and our hurting spirits need to experience the invisible scalpel of God. Divine intervention is often unpleasant, at least at first, but then later results in wellness for all who invite its touch. May you come with vulnerable faith, confident hope, and active love to the one who can help you realize your most intimate longing. Amen.